Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. The new fantasy adventure from Atari Games. The most fun a quarter can buy. Wow. <laughs> they, they've never had one of those shaky beds at the no, hotels. No, they don't know. They don't know what's yeah. up. Greetings and welcome to Play Retro. Today is Thursday, December 22nd. This is Play Retro episode 48. I'm Scott Johnson, your host. And Valkyrie needs food badly. Uh, she's always talking about how she needs food food badly i think valkyrie might have an overeating problem we shall hold an yeah. intervention for valkyrie she needs friends badly poor yeah poor poor valkyrie she just yeah I mean, she's just hungry she's always starving herself she's got to fit into that little outfit yeah, so, that yeah, I understand. <laughs> the 70s were hard on her i agree it was tough it was a it was a tough time and so hey hey and i'm your other host brian dunaway and i just shot a hot plate of roast beef and now the dm is complaining that the warrior needed it badly mm. too bad jump should have had been faster. Insert coin now to continue. Yeah. Click, 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 The most valuable thing you can do with your quarter, according to that commercial. Absolutely. I mean, because when you play Gauntlet at the arcade, you drop it in. That's 700 seconds. And if you've ever played Gauntlet, it counts down slowly. One second equals one minus health. Yeah. That means you get 700 seconds. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Almost that's like 11 minutes, right? Something yeah. like that. Something close like to that. that. Yeah. I think that's close. If you didn't get hit. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, it's, uh, it's somewhat annoying, to be honest. I will, mm-hmm. I will say this: the most annoying thing was trying to find a commercial audio for the original game. That was almost impossible. Yeah, because it was uh, originally released arcade, and we didn't see it until a couple years later when it hit the uh, consoles. And I don't think it had as much success there as it did at the arcade. No, arcade I mean I think people have a lot of fond fond feelings for it from its yeah. arcade days, but. I think yeah. the home stuff. Did you just ever play the NES away. version? Oh, we're going to talk about that too. I did. Yeah. I played that one. Yeah. I played. I played almost every version ever, including the kind of semi newish modern one that came out in like 2014 or something. Yeah. It wasn't very good. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't very. It was, it was all right. It was all right. I but mean, the I, legacy I didn't need it badly or anything. No, no, no. But the legacy it left behind absolutely crucial because yeah. uh, so much of the games I enjoy now 
have some direct lineage to Gauntlet in many ways, which we'll yeah. talk about here in a bit. Dungeon crawlers. Before we do, um, just a little uh, interesting note with a bit of a twist. I got my Steam Deck back after they I sent it out for wow, repair. Wow, that was it. fast. It That's was. only been like two or three episodes, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't even that. It was just, I think, last week I had just sent it. And uh, wow. I thought, well, I'm never going to get this before Christmas, so whatever. I just, mm-hmm. I kind of resolved myself to get it after the first of the year. And uh, they got it, and I got a notice uh, yesterday in the morning saying, hey, your uh, your Steam Deck shipped. I'm like, oh, sweet, they've already fixed it. It probably still won't get here till after Christmas, and maybe between this and New Year's. That's fine. And then about two hours later, it's at my door. Oh, and I went. That is wild. I'm curious, where is that? Where's the facility? Is it like up the street or something? Turns out right here in downtown Salt Lake City is the repair center what? they used to do all their fixes in the States. What? No idea. If I'd have that known that, great. I'd have just driven down there and said, hey, freaking uh, here Fix you go. It. And do it the same day or something, you know? Oh, I'm sure they would love that. <laughs> yeah, they'd knocking some, on the door. Hey, child. fellers looking in, got your hands cupped around the window. <laughs> hey, I need some hey, gaming in here. Hey, Help. Hey, fellas. Let hey, me fellas, in. Uh, but yeah, it was great, and I'm really uh, appreciative of their insane service on this thing. That was really quick, and they replaced both sticks. Oh, uh, I guess they do that. Do you just know to if say, it's the same? Did they did they leave all your stuff on it? Is it the original machine you sent in? Um, I know it's the original machine because I because there's a little tick mark on the back that I made with a sharpie. So that oh, I nice. So me and Carter didn't get ours mixed up, and uh, we did this with switches too. And it's, it's imperceivable unless you know it's there. You just go look at it real tight, and there's a little tiny sharpie right. mark. Um, hmm. So it is the same machine, but they you clear it before you send it to them. So all my stuff got wiped uh, before yeah. I sent it. Okay, true. So true. all my emulation crap, I got to do that all over again. I haven't had time to do it yet. But it luckily, uh, it's, it's all automated in the latest version of the Emu Deck, which you can use for the Steam Deck to install every freaking thing if you want to. You don't have to. Super um, easy though. It's, yeah. it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick and easy. It's not bad. I just got to fire it up. Plus, there's a new. I guess there's a, a Steam Deck update today that changed a bunch of stuff including desktop modes something's oh, easier or better oh. in there some massive update so i gotta check that out later oh, anyway that's well, what i have uh, been doing waiting for that damn thing and it showed up and thankfully it was fixed was right it, here in town so, was it free it was free they didn't charge me a dime isn't yes. that nice even though i think what happened to the stick was my fault i think i you know well i know it was my fault it fell off the well, edge if of the you bed stop trying to pop those <laughs> soda pop tops off with that thing It's not what it's made for. Here's what I think. So chat room, for those asking, here's what I think happened. Uh, I think, so here's what I know happened. It fell off the bed and one of the sticks got caught on the bed uh, bars, you know, underneath the things that hold your bed, your your box spring. Caught the the, um, uh, the, the stick, the analog stick on that. Those things are heavy. It fell a ways because we got a tall bed and it went horrk and (laughs) horked that thing up. Now, Here's the deal. Why yeah. they fixed it and kept it under warranty and said no problem, I think has to do entirely with the fact that I have 2,000 Steam games. And they were like, this right. is a whale. We do not upset our whales. Here's how we yeah, do it. We fix a right. stick. Yeah. This was a noisy whale, too. We've yeah. seen him on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, God. This is a guy. He's, he's a noisy, noisy he won't, whale. He won't shut up. He's a whale that won't quit singing. <laughs> but I, I really do think they were like, Oh, that's a lot of games. He's sort of paid for this already. Let's go ahead and give it to him. So yeah. that felt I, good. I think also, I, I also think that I don't know this for a fact, but Steam as a company seems to be pretty proactive of making sure that service availability is one of their most important oh, things. Yeah. And I think they probably got a lot of tech sitting around going, hmm, 
I wonder when people are going to start breaking it. Oh, here comes the first one. We got something new now. Fire yeah. it up, boys. They did, sadly. So my daughter dropped hers in Iceland and it hit the cement and uh, oh shattered uh, shattered Ooh. the screen. So her LED oh, or LCD screen is dead. Yeah. And uh, it's all jib jibber. You know when you smash the TV and you see it get all those lines yeah. and craziness? That's what she's got. And um, so I said, well, you know what? It won't hurt. Reach out to him and just say, here's what I did. The whale's daughter's calling. The whale's daughter's on the phone. And they said, nope, sorry, that one's not covered. So she's going to end up, you know, shelling out a hundred bucks or something to fix that screen. But Oh, that's not bad. That I'm not surprised that the screens are not going to be covered. I probably, that, that was probably pretty early on. They're probably like, yeah, we, we can't cover screens. That's, that's probably a large portion of the cost of this thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not, but yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think sticks would be too bad. Other no, than it wasn't, it but wasn't, they seem to be pretty smart. It wasn't too bad. And they're smart. And they also, yeah. you know, I, I, again, I think they're, they are, they lean on the side of, uh, they want steam deck to not have any weirdness. They want this to be it, a positive launch, yes. which it is so far. It sold really well. People picked it as hardware of the year. Everyone really loves their steam decks. I love mine. Like there's no reason for them. And so for them to, to, to drop it, drop the ball on the service end would have been a big mistake. Yeah. I feel like, and I'm just yeah. my only experience, so I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like this bodes well for their, for their support of the thing, you know? Yeah. Long term. And I, yeah. you know, you know, this thing, I mean, people complain and go, Oh, I ain't paying $500 for no CD. That's too, that's too much. Too but much when you money. look at it, the technology they shoved into this thing they're not making any money off these off these things, all right? They're making money just like the printer companies do. They put a printer in your hands and go, buy my product, and yeah. they sell you a bunch of ink. And yep. that's, you know, this buy is just another product. way for them to yep. – they're just, just another way to keep you in their economy and out of the switch economy. That's all they're really doing. He's that guy. Do you remember the guy from that used to sell, uh, like – lesson manuals on how to use Excel and Word and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of his commercial, he'd always go, buy my product. <laughs> I love that guy. Buy my product. I love that guy. Well, would you please, please, I gotta please. feed my children. Please buy my product. <laughs> I don't know if he's still around. What was he called? The software... Yeah, you know, something like that. The Wizard, software doc, doc doctor, P, uh, the, something. Doc, was it the doctors? I don't remember. He was something like that. He, Someone he out hilarious. there, look, chat room, your job right now is to find that guy and send me a commercial link so I can cap that later. Ooh, yes, so we list. can play the commercial on stream. That would yeah, be awesome. I want to hear that dude because he, yeah. he was amazing. All right, uh, Brian, you've been doing a bunch of 3D printing for your retro crap. I, what? How many controller holders do we have now? What are you doing? Okay, so what we did, so a couple weeks ago, we talked about how I accidentally ordered a 3D printer and just leaned into it and said, all right, fine. And then I finally got a chance to put it together this past weekend. And so now I can finally present to you my first successful 3D print uh, controller I made for my GameCube. Uh, I did just with the black filament, um, and it is quite handy. I like it. Is uh, is fairly light but pretty strong and sturdy. If you turn it around, you'll notice I've got uh, I've got a cable wrap back there, so I don't no longer have to wrap my cables around my controllers. You've got a plug hole, plug hole, Scott, yep. uh, to plug that into so that I can keep that from being uh, pulled on. Uh, and it's I think it's a pretty fantastic build. Is the, it just the, there to? The, you're just going to park it there. You're not going to be pulling it off there a lot. It's just kind of its new home, right? I right because I have I have like about six GameCube controllers. 
And uh, most of them are going to be sitting on like little decks like this. Yeah. And then, you know, one's probably going to get a lot of use. One's probably going to be hooked up directly to the console. And maybe I'll find a different, uh, you know, support for it. There's a whole bunch of wall mountains I've seen. But these are mostly for display purposes. And if somebody does come over occasionally, I, I don't mind unwrapping it and doing it like that. But for the most part, they're in storage. Now, I, the next thing I also printed, I printed one more thing I'm going to show you before we Ooh, move on. But I, like I printed this little... Hey, you remember these little boxes? Oh, these little, little question uh, boxes? Mario oh, boxes. You jump on Mario head. boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all I had was just black and white filament, so I just printed this out with white filament. I want to go back and print another one out with black and do use uh, – it has, like, these uh, question marks you can glue on the outside of it and make that. But what is the box, you say? Well, inside the box is <laughs> a storage place for your Switch cards. Yep. All your, it's all your little Switch cartridges, which I have a few of. Yeah. Uh, and got so it's got memory slots, too, so you can put your little SD, your micro SD cards over there. Um, nice little quick build. Uh Tight, very nice build. These are all things that I found off what's called Thingiverse. Uh, and th those models were all free to download. Uh, and I printed them. And, you know, usually most of them took overnight. Uh, fairly simple and easy builds. And already I think this thing, I paid 275 for the printer with the filament and everything. Yeah. And I've already printed out things I was going to order off Etsy. I probably would have spent at least $30 just on those two things alone nice and that's and i haven't even used hardly any of my filament so i'm gonna i'm gonna for me it was a good purchase and i can just you know it's I already already got shot. its value out of it you could just it's yeah. all gravy from here on out brian so print this me a gonna, bunch of shit gonna, that's what i want yes it's gonna keep on being the gravy so 3d printing is my new thing retro 3d printing that's what i ordered it for was to do all this retro 3D printing. Now, occasionally I do make little fidgety gadget things that I showed Scott earlier. This is a Flexi Rex. That's just for funsies while I'm waiting for my games to load yeah. or some other things. But yeah, yeah this is that. a retro 3D printer, man. I'm not worried. I, I haven't really thought much about figurines or anything yet, but it's mostly just going to be, I'm going to probably show you every week and be like, look at this thing. I got a PS5 controller, which is not retro, but I made a little thing for it. And yeah. now it looks retro. It looks like this. <laughs> Hold your little uh, T Rex up to the screen. I want to see. Oh yeah, this this is the Flexi Rex. Get him up close. I want to see the. the yeah, look at that, sexy you guys. Rex. It's all articulated and stuff. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. This thing blew my mind. The first thing I printed was this little box, and I was like, "Oh, cool! This little box is this little test print. I'll print that thing out." And uh, I picked the box up and had like a line on. It. I'm like, "What is that line?" And I was like, almost like it opens up or something. And sure enough, it opens up. And I'm like, "How did it just print a hinge?" inside in yeah, place yeah. this thing is magic yeah but is it is, it, is it devil magic it's up no. is it sorcerer devil magic or no. is it wizard gauntlet magic well since none of it's real <laughs> i'm gonna call it it's technological magic you know it Not, is nothing wrong with magic. that you got some you got some sweet mana waves heading into your house and you're printing yeah. cool shit that's all you can ask for and I spent and i spent another 175 dollars because this past week not is retro related Okay. It's also partially part of my 3D prints. A guy came out on YouTube. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, you remember uh, you remember Andreas by Andreas. Yeah, remember, yeah. Our, He's our great. friend, uh, great in the community, sent me a yeah. link to it. I, I got a little bit scared that this new time. project that he came up with yeah. was going to have parts sold out quickly. So I ordered all these things. It's called the Game Boy Interceptor. It's a Game Boy capture cartridge. And you put it between your game, your physical Game Boy, yeah. and your Game Boy cartridge, and it captures your input, and it captures the data going to the card, 
and it sends that through USB to your PC where you can you will see the game in emulation and can control it so you can control it and play it on this Game Boy oh, while wow. at the same time capturing it on screen. So look forward to mm. that because I'm going to use that to play some of those old Pokemon games that was sent not too long ago uh, yeah. by Eric. So a lot of retro gaming this next year in 2023 coming up, my friend. Uh, quick note that you reminded me of this. Pokemon uh, Pinball that was on the Game Boy and the oh, yes. NES had a game. Anyway, maybe it was just Game Boy. But yes. they uh, they made another one for the Game Boy Advance. That's my favorite. Love that game. Ooh. And I've talked about it here on the show. Uh, somebody uncovered in one of these Nintendo leaks that right. there was a DS uh, game that was almost done, and it was being done by the people who did the Metroid pinball game, which was also excellent. Oh. And it was almost done, and they didn't do it. And we may never see another Pokemon pinball again. What? I know. I know. Now, then they I'll just have it. to make my own. They don't see it as valuable. All they, all they want to do now is make proper, you know, proper Pokemon bullshit. They don't want to make a cool thing anymore. I understand Pokemon yeah. Company and Nintendo. I get it. I get it. But maybe just throw me a bone. All right. Yeah, just throw me a bone, man. We just want a bone. That's all we want. All we just want, want a flexible Rex bone. Just a bone. That's all. Give me just your we'll bone. We'll 3D print our own. I'm we don't not, need you, Nintendo. Yeah, I'm not even asking for that much. I just want your bone. <laughs> All right. I just want your bone. I just want your bone. That's all I want. (laughs) All right, you guys. It's time for us to dive into this week's big game discussion. Shall we play a game? We shall indeed. Uh, See if this sounds familiar to you. Try this level now. Oh, try this level. Oh, God, that is so sexy. There's nothing better than gauntlet voice synthesizer yeah that is this the sexiest thing ever it's amazing here's another one you have found my treasure oh you have found my treasure except they say treasure, like my treasure. even our Get email out. our email has that welcome to the treasure room when we get that, to emails that's what that's from so that fascinates me because uh in addition to st- uh you know learning more about the gauntlet the game the gameplay and development mm-hmm. i also kind of dug into the story and it always kind of you know mystified me who is the voice is he the dungeon master uh is he the big bad sorcerer that that put you in this or attracted you to the gauntlet uh because you're trying to find the orb in this gauntlet mm-hmm. according to to the story which you never get to because you just it's, it's you just, well pew, you just pew pew and go 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 and yeah you just pew pew attack and slash all the way through and pew yeah. pew and so uh i'm curious who the voice is now where did the developers even know who the voice was i don't or they know just think, that sounds clever i tried to find out i it may be completely artificially and created but i but there are some sounds in the voice that actually made me right. wonder so here's here's a little taste of that because i think one of the game's greatest legacies is audio funny enough yeah. And uh, this is an audio podcast for most of our listeners, so I'm going to play a little bit of this. Check it out. I mean, this to me, this is there is an arcade in this mall, and I'm going in there because this yeah. is playing. And this would play ahead of you getting in. You know, this was like the attract mode. Yeah, yeah. This is hey, come over and see, come over, and look at me for a minute. Yep. And then this Riker, stuff. One hundred points. Save potions for later use. Say keys to open doors. Woo! Woo! <laughs> this is last one. Welcome, welcome, warrior wizard. <laughs> wizard, warrior. warrior wizard. I would like to be a warrior wizard. Yep. And I, you know what I, oops, I mean to play it again. You know what I really always liked was this sound. That was going down the hole. Yeah, I like going down the exit hole that takes you to the next level. And I also love the coin drop. Just sounds so good. And also, 
brings a little bit of shame to myself too, because there's there's only a couple ways to recover health because your health is constantly going down, like we said, one second at a time, yep. one tick at a time. Or if you run into bad guys, you know, it, it takes a big jump and hit there. Uh, and the only way to restore it is either through needing food badly, picking it up, or dropping that coin. And that coin was kind of a pay to play because it was a rolling play, right? Yep. That's what they that's what this whole that's what the whole this thing. They took the get my quarter, get my token mm-hmm. to the next level Atari did here with this rolling play where anyone could start. If you leave, someone else could come in, drop coin, and keep playing. You could keep just dropping coin all day seamlessly. It was just a coin sucker. It was a coin sucker. It was designed to be one. You want to go as far as you could, and it really wanted to eat your money. That was just the Yeah, deal. but you felt, but the thing is, Felt like it was a good value. At least I did when I would play Gauntlet because when I was playing other games, a lot of other games were like, here's my quarter, 15, 20 seconds of play, I'm dead. Here, I would play longer and it would draw me in and I would end up spending more money here. Whereas I would just walk away from another because I'm like, obvious money grab. Yeah. Here, it's kind of like boiling you slowly, like, you know, that frog in a, in a, in a pot. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I just spent all my money at Gauntlet. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. I kind of hated that. Hard? Now, I can tell you from experience, we had a Gauntlet machine uh, growing up, and there was a dip right. switch in that thing on the board that you could flip to make it so your health did not tick down. You would only lose health if you got oh. hit by dudes. Um, that was often true, though. The game, the the games would have not difficulty settings necessarily, but arcade dip switches right. would control like... Um, you know how many how many points to get an extra life? You could make that really hard or much simpler. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that sort of thing. And in this particular case, you could shut off, uh, that uh that timer thing or that or sorry that loss of life that would just tick down. And that no, was great. No, the arcade owners I went to must have. Uh, no. that was a good idea. No, they. I mean, <laughs> it was not a good idea. Except we had it in the house, and so that's what we always yeah. did. We always got in there and hacked around a little bit. But yeah, in the in an arcade, they want that's how they get you your money, man. Yeah, like yeah, even though I was neat. telling you about the one in Vegas, that one we went to last year for the for the TMS event, they had all these arcade games. It was great, all these classic games, including Gauntlet, and right. all of them had their dip switches turned so that everything was as hard as it could be, like oh, the hardest God. levels of everything. Miss Pac Man would start, and it felt like you were eight levels in. It was insane, right? And they didn't charge you for any of those arcade machines; they were all free to play. But that's how they justified it is like, well, if we're going to make them free to play, we want them to be playing the game, but then hurry up and get out of here and drink more. So that's where we're really going to make our money. And then you won't be in this game very long because it's been tuned to kill you. It's (laughs) just same same thing, different problem, right? Like, yeah, weird weird thing that arcades used to do. But it is a good reminder once in a while that arcades are just there to get your cash. That was it. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And they were doing it. This game, it was it was it was such a good trade-off because I felt rewarded, but man, they were really figuring it out here. At least I, I don't I don't know how they could replicate this again in other games. And they did some games, but they didn't seem to pursue it too much further after this. But I mean, think about it. You got four players in a spot for usually like two players. So Yep. And it encourages people to come up and just drop in mm-hmm. uh, the whole time. So, man, I mean, it is just a coin taker back to back to back. No lines, no, no waiting. It no, was, but I it remember was, being I pissed when some stranger would join and he grabbed the food before me. Freaking <laughs> that's, jerk. That's great about Gauntlet as well. It brought that multiplayer aspect of, you know, do you play together 
or is this mofo fisting to steal all the food? Yeah. He's a turd. He's going to steal the food. Strongest, strongest remains kind of situation going on. Yeah. I, uh, I sure played a lot of it, though. It didn't let it stop me. I did want to share with you a very awkward commercial I found for the Genesis oh. version. Of, or I'm sorry, the N64 version of what was that called? Gauntlet uh, for, Legends. Was it, Ford? Was it Legends? What I'm thinking. Legends. Yeah, Legends. Yes. Legends Arcade N64, PSX, and Dreamcast. This was a game that had, um, like Dark Legacy, which came out later, was it just looked like like bad voodoo graphics. It was pretty bad. <laughs> But anyway, there is a um, there's a commercial for it, and I need to play it because it's I don't know I found it kind of alarming. So here it is. Enjoy. You think I'm pretty? I am not. I am. Well, like on a scale of one to ten, how pretty do you think I am? Ninety two. Oh come on, you're embarrassing me. Hold on, I got another call. Hello. Some things are just better to do with other people, like Gauntlet <laughs> Legends, where the more people you get to play, the more chance you stand to survive. I've been voted prettiest girl in America. I have not. It's so bad. <laughs> it was this it, this though. girl, just a little homely, you know, on her phone yeah. talking to nobody, like a psychopath, telling her how pretty she is. She's not even trying to fake it to anybody. She's we faking it to herself. So- we were so brutal to each other during the the nineties, man. I love that commercial. It was so tar. This is terrible. It's terrible. It is terrible. I, but I also kind of love that. I kind of love. That I love that it. Exists. I love it because you know what? It did play as long as you kept it playful. We all understood how it was to feel awkward, and and that's really who people were, you know, really kind of targeting here is those who would prefer to be playing video games than talking to people. Talking but to pretty girls, yeah. Talking to pretty girls. Yeah, it's all dumb. Uh, I did do this as well. Before we get to the history of the game, I want to play this. This is just a bunch of sound uh, from the game with the voice specifically. And tell me if you can tell when it gets to the part where I can tell a human was sampled for this. Okay. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure it was, and it wasn't just computer generated. And you'll know it when we get there, right? So here they are. Let's see you get out of here. Good cooperation. I've not seen such bravery. That was a heroic effort. Someone shot the food. <laughs> you can't catch me. <laughs> you can't catch me. It just goes on like that for hours. Oh my god, who who recorded that? That was fantastic. But you know, the minute he starts going or whatever, it's like, no, that's not a computer. Some dude did that and they digitized it. Yeah, but that's pretty good. I liked it. I'm I'm sure that they used a voice model to synthesize this stuff at at some point. I didn't dive dive deep into to the voice synthesis, even though I probably should have. But I figure probably people probably knew more about that than maybe some of the other aspects of the game um entirely but there's like whatever 200 phrases or something or uh, it's It's a ton it's It's so much of it i cut it i had to cut it way short because there was so much more that i could have captured but did you know yeah there was all kinds of stuff i didn't know about gauntlet because i was just usually just in the arcade playing it moment to moment and not really paying attention to progression or anything like that i didn't realize that when you played gauntlet until i played this past week that it was uh, the first eight levels were always the same. 
Yeah. Um, and there's two there's two fast teleports at the beginning of the first level where you can choose to go straight to level two and yeah. work through the ones you know. Or if you've already been there, done that, you can pop over to level exit to four. Yep. Or if you've been there and done that, you can pop all the way up to, I think, seven and kind of continue on because everything after eight, I believe, is randomly shuffled. It's not randomly generated, but there I think there's like 92 more uh, levels and they can be uh, distributed at any point in, you know, I think that was just, just like, we, we talked about Berserk in a similar context. They, yes. I think Berserk had, uh, they weren't, again, they weren't procedurally generated, but they would be randomly inserted if you got to a certain right. point and it made it feel anyway, like yeah, you were doing something new every time. Sure. You weren't going to remember, you weren't going to remember a hundred mazes at, at the arcade on this thing. Uh, and it would, uh, I think they also did, I'm not sure if they did it in the first one. They definitely did in the second one. There was also rotation involved too. So all these right. mazes that you were, you were working through, uh, we're going to, we're going to be doing that. They'd mirror, they'd around. mirror it like Mario Kart would mirror track. So you could basically right. have two versions of the track. Um, and that, yeah. that worked pretty well. I do like, you know, the advent of modern techniques to make things generate randomly, I think is a very cool thing. And I think yeah. old games like this probably inspired that, that feeling of wanting to, not do more the same depth. thing twice. Yeah, more depth, more more unknown, which really worked on me. I have to admit, I didn't really when I was playing in the arcade, I had no idea. I thought I was seeing new yeah, stuff yeah. Every, around every corner, and so the illusion worked on me anyway. Yeah, and I was always bad about, and I didn't understand this when I when I used to play at the arcade. I just assumed that you'd want to clear the first floor level. And so I would try to find keys. You'd find keys in the gauntlet to uh, open areas of the maze. Yeah. Uh, and I would just assume that I was supposed to kill everything on that level and then progress to the next level. So I'd always end up exiting straight away from level one. So I would—I don't even think I even played level two through s- to seven probably until later on when I was like, oh, this is how this works. Mm-hmm. I'm a moron. Yeah, no, no. It's but how you're a kid. You know, you don't know. Yeah, I'm a kid. What do I know? I didn't know nothing. All I know is this: is there's way too many of those bad guys coming at me. Way too many ghosts. Way too many demons. They're all sucking my health up. Yeah. You gotta kill those uh, those generators, or they'll just keep coming. Yeah, no. There's a pile of bones. You gotta kill the pile yeah. of bones, or else you're screwed. There's no real boss fights in this game. There'd be some stuff in Not later in games, one. but this concept yeah. of just never ending. Uh, evil. Some people at home are going. That sounds like Diablo. Well, I got good news for you. Yeah, Diablo yeah. doesn't exist without Gauntlet. Diablo is a yeah. direct descendant. It's a feisty grandkid, but a grandkid nonetheless. <laughs> and I think all dungeon crawlers, really, uh, even the most yeah. modern stuff today, owe just a little thanks to this somewhat repetitive but very influential right uh, dungeon. Now, crawler. it wasn't the first dungeon crawler. But it was the one that influenced the most people. Uh, eventually, if yeah, that's that. It was it was the first big hit. It was mm-hmm. the first big uh, dungeon crawler hit uh, that really put it on the map. And everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to play this." Because I think before the it was uh, Gauntlet was actually based on a dandy a game that was on the Atari eight eight hundred, I believe, yeah. like the the Atari PC, yeah. uh, which was, had a lot of these same uh, game elements. And uh, and they just ramped it up and put it in the arcade. And this is a, this is you, know, you, can't, you can't deny the the influence. Oh no, the influence is huge to this day. I think there's there's yeah. things you could look at and go, oh, I'm playing Gauntlet, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing, playing glorified Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Like you you add a bunch of dressing to that. Like 
loot and items and itemization and, and abilities. And really, what have you done? Well, you've just taken the gauntlet formula and then just added a ton of depth to it, mm-hmm. which, you know, obviously they're not going to do right out of the gate. But I respect it. I respect everything about the game except for those damn blinky purple ghost pieces of garbage. <laughs> I hate them. They're one of my least favorite characters in all of classic or modern gaming. They can all eat a poo and die in their own filth. I hate them. Right. I can't. I hate them so much. I don't know. I kind of hate sorcerers that that teleport because of like uh, you'll have one that you just can't seem to locate, and he'll just like keep popping up. Like, yeah, they're the worst. I, I hate that. The I worst. That I do. I do think as we're, we're watching video of this, in fact, but I think that the best character in the game, the most effective character, is right. the archer. The uh, with the archer, what do they call him? The elf. The so elf, yeah, sorry. so we got we got uh, you get to choose classes. You get four classes here. Classic D and D stuff. You get to play a, a warrior, Valkyrie, uh, elf, and a wizard. And if you didn't know that, the the game will tell you over and over again a lot uh, that your class needs something. Uh, food usually now. Yeah, right. Usually hungry. Wizard needs food badly. And I went through yeah. those old town files. This is interesting. There's a bunch of separate files that just say wizard, elf. <laughs> Valkyrie, and then a separate file that says needs food badly. So they just took those and yeah. program them together. Didn't make separate uh, separate lines Sma- for it. That's right. Smash them right together. Now, Ed Log, our, our creator here, who uh, who was looking for his next big game after, what, Asteroids? Yeah. Uh, and he was, uh, you know, he's employed by Atari. And his kids were really interested in D and D, as all of us uh, were at about that age in yep. in eighty five. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's what he was looking for to make something like this. Yep. Saul Dandy said that's quite the dandy game, and and uh, and came up with this. <laughs> Saul Dandy, hundred levels, dandy. guys, one hundred freaking levels to play in this game. If you've never played it, just be prepared that it will take you a while. Uh, you'll yeah. see a lot of the same stuff over and over. And it's fine, okay. And if you can come, if you could come to terms, this is what I always forget about Gauntlet until I hop back in. The Gauntlet is, uh, oh yeah, you have to accept the fact. I, 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 I still have trouble with games that create damage as you go along, like yeah. impossible. Like you're gonna get hurt. I don't. I that's why I usually play ranged characters. I'm not much of a tank because I don't like to get hurt when I'm playing. Yeah. Because I don't like to. In addition manage my defense while I'm working on my offense. I don't like to go, oh, I got to look at my health. And that's what's so great about Gauntlet is that they tell you it's like, uh, so you don't have to keep your eye on it because it'll tell you it's like your you know, warriors is, uh, you know, needs food badly or which restores your health. Or it'll tell you that, uh, that was some of the other words like it's, uh, it's about to die or something yeah, like Valkyrie that. Valkyrie is about to die. Yeah. yeah. So uh, reach into your pocket and pull out more coin, yep. he says. Yep. And uh, yeah, so I every time I play Gauntlet, I always kind of go, "Oh, I can't stand this because you have to literally, you can't, you can in certain areas where the monster generators are, you can't shoot fast enough with your your character to to make any forward momentum. So you literally have to walk through them uh, and and destroy them to get to the generator, and it's going to take health. Yeah, and very intentional. And those little dark with uh, dark specter dudes. The, the death? You mean death? Is that who that is? Uh, I think that, yeah, that's death. Death is I a can big never turd. tell think, what the frick it's supposed to be, but I hate it. You can only kill him with potions. Yeah. Yeah, he can He can eat a turd. Did you, he can also eat a poop. Also, another thing, too. I've, I've memified it in my head so much. I thought every time you shot food, it would disappear. But that's not true. Mm. 
I thought I thought every time you shot potions, it would always disappear, but that wasn't always true. So I was always super cautious uh, after I shot the first one that disappeared. Like so was oh, I. So, so was I yesterday. Again. I was like being really careful. I don't want to shoot any food. I don't want to yeah. do that. And but then I discovered I'm like oh in certain levels and areas and in certain situations you can shoot the crap out of food and it doesn't disappear and I'm like wait I thought it was an always thing mm. what do you mean not either yeah. or yeah 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 I didn't expect I didn't know that until you just said it I didn't know that right right like I said I always it just got me they got me so freaked out because it's such a lifeline it's the only thing might be a, a way, switch for that there might be a way to like toggle that in, in the arcade board and say maybe i don't ever want the maybe food so. to disappear probably isn't i don't ever want i would never shoot the food man yep. don't shoot the food yeah don't shoot the potion <laughs> moron i also moron. didn't know that i also didn't know that that was such a i didn't know it was so granular in D D with stats as far as i knew that by picking your different classes that like this guy's getting chased by death. He's right getting now. wrecked by death him. right now. Two deaths. He really is. Yeah. He's uh literally to death. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I forget. But I just noticed one thing. I am going to say while I'm watching this part. Yeah. I also didn't know when you when you run up and down like you know straight up or straight down or side to side. He goes one speed. Your character does. But then when you go diagonally, he goes faster. And I thought, wait, is that just an illusion? No, he, the character literally does go faster. No, he totally does. Diagonal. diagonal is fast. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and he Elf just is the fastest character, I believe. Each, and of, each of the I'm kind of a completionist when it comes to dungeon crawlers, so I don't want to leave until everything's dead. But that's actually Me a too. bad strategy in this game because it's they're just going to keep strategy. coming. Find the exit. Get the F out. You know? Yeah. Keep keep collecting that treasure. That's where the... that's What's the... What, what exactly is uh, the end game here with this with Gauntlet? There's not. So it's kind of like... You kind of put it in yourself like, oh, I want to beat my high score. Yeah. And that's what you're kind of doing. And and as you go hit treasure rooms and stuff, which requires you progressing further, uh, is where where the uh, where the win mechanic is. You have to make your own decision for winning. Yeah. Am I winning? Yeah. I'm I'm winning because I've got my highest score. This guy's doing awful good on his own, I've noticed. He He's freaking doing amazing. Yeah. And I I usually play Gauntlet by myself. Yeah, me. Uh, me too. occasionally some turd would come along and play. That's because they uh, shoot but, your food or eat your food before and you needed it more than yeah. he did. His dumb wizard had lie. his dumb wizard was at like three hundred health. You're at two, and he's like, well, "I'm gonna eat it." Bloom, bloom, bloom. Yeah, f that guy. <laughs> uh, all right, then along came this right here. Another great arc- uh, tracked mode for an arcade machine. Is it based on some actual tune? Um, yeah, Gauntlet Two. Very, uh, very similar. You'd be, you would be forgiven if you saw it and went, "Oh, that looks like Gauntlet," and didn't know it was Gauntlet too, because they look almost yeah. identical. They're not really it that looks, different. Yeah, it looks. They use a lot of. It looks like they use a lot of the same resources. I mean, it was only one year later when this hit the hit the arcade Gauntlet. Yeah, too, I don't think so, it was even yeah. a full year. I think it was like, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, not, maybe a little bit. But they added. They they probably just added all. They probably had a little beefier hardware, and they probably they just added some new. Uh, you know, resources and things to the to the game, but yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Some, same le- some of the levels were a little bit more. I don't know, like this one we're looking at here, just a little different. You know, they shook that up some different tile yeah, they sets. Did. Yeah, got some shrubbery, I think, in some areas you get to as well. It's a much more. They focused on color a lot more here. Yeah, for with, sure. Uh, this gauntlet too, so because now you can play four wizards. Yeah, four Scott. wizards at once. Four, four Valkyries, four if you want. Four whatever. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Red Wizard. 
I like food bad. I think that's a good idea from a like, hey, we don't we want people to play their favorite, and if they come up to a machine and their favorite's already being taken, that's not fun, right? So let's let them have what they want. I totally right. understand that, but I think a well balanced team of the four different classes is the way to play this game. Personally, yeah, I think I, I agree. I think I think I enjoyed the first one for that factor, and even though it is available in the second one, and it's fun for like switching stuff up. But yeah, I think the gameplay part was better when the first one because having that that balance of different mm-hmm. classes. And this one featured more—I wouldn't call them bosses—more sub bosses. Like yeah, we're looking have, at one right now. Had yeah, sub bosses here. They didn't have anything in the first one. Yeah, either. first like one was dragon. just little tiny dudes. But that guy was like, yeah. "Hey, you want to get past me? You better shoot me a whole ton, and I'm going to try to eat your quarters by shooting a thousand things yeah. at you." He's there was that dragon he was just shooting on screen. That was that thing does not like a dragon, by the no. way. But yeah, that's the that's the red dragon. It did not. It looked like a dude in a bad cosplay suit. It's what it looked like. <laughs> it's really bad. But top whatever. Down, baby. This was yeah. This is top down. Freaking not even eight. Well, I guess it was eight bit, right? This was an eight bit. Uh, yeah, I I I didn't look at the board to see if it was eight bit, but it's definitely it kicks the it kicks the pants off the NES eight bit uh, home computer. So. I didn't look at the comparison of, of of the hardware. That sounds right to me, though, for some reason. But yeah, I, we didn't talk about the ports on the first one, but the NES version sucks butt compared to the uh, <laughs> the uh, Sega Master System version of Gauntlet One. Even though the music is way better in NES version. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, I played so Gauntlet Two eighty six. I played that almost entirely on the NES, and I remember it being a pretty right. good version. But one was not considered good, so I think two did okay yeah. though on the NES. That became one. part of that is because that became the dominant platform that year. It became clear that you better yeah. throw your resources at the at the one that's winning. Right? And, uh, yeah, so I did. was surprised how much better the Master System was. I had a Master. I didn't have an NES. We've talked about this before, I believe, uh, early on in Play Retro. But I had a Master System. I did not have an NES until later on when someone gave me one, and so I was totally Master System all the way. Even though. God, the cover art for the Master System is so ugly. Oh, it's terrible. It was it was yeah. it was totally of its time because it's got that grid, uh, very uh, what's the word? A very uh, uh, sparse mm-hmm. artwork yep. on the fronts, and it looks so ugly now. But man, I loved it back in the day. It felt very very futuristic. See if I can find the uh, see they did this with all their games. They had that horrible grid, like you mentioned. Here yeah. it is, Chad. Look at this thing. So this is I'll put this up on the screen. Um, I will say this. The Gauntlet one for the NES, one of the reasons why it wasn't as good is because it was the Tengen, a.k.a. Uh, part of Atari, uh, and it was not officially approved. It did not get that uh, official seal of approval like the first one. Look at those grids. Look at that Gauntlet grid. Yep, oh, gauntlet look at that grid. artwork, too. Art. What a stinker dinker. Yeah, it's bad, dude. It's an ugly you got, game. <laughs> you got Thor, Thor and Thyra and Questor and Merlin have never looked more sus yeah i don't trust any of them especially it's US thor. gold though baby u.s gold thor's got muscles that don't exist he, i Man. know it's so funny it's, it's like he's got pecs on his pecs it's weird <laughs> yeah. I, I love it pecs, he's got two rows of of rib muscles i don't know what that is i don't either but the, I don't know. But the, the part of it the was that the, 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 the mega mega system, the the um, master system. master system, was really right. good at moving sprites around. Like the Genesis would be in the sixteen bit space, yeah. so it doesn't surprise me. The Nintendo's so flickery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh man, look bad. If you, if you look at, if you want to see a really interesting NES cart, though, it's a it's it's a different color. It's not that gray because it was not a Nintendo official cart. This was that time when 
uh, you know, Nintendo is trying to enforce the you can only you can only put games on our system using our carts. And Atari 10 Gen was like, oh, yeah, well, let's show what, you, what we got. And uh, oh, it's an interesting this, yeah. cart. It's got a little uh, curve on the front of it here. Uh, yeah. The I game guess. wasn't that great, though. Maybe it did need that Nintendo official seal of approval. I guess so. But yeah, look at that. That's very different than the usual cartridges you got, which look like. Yeah, that looks more like an Atari cartridge, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That looks more like a. Is is that the eight? Is that that is the one for the that's NES? The one. Or is that's that the, the one NES. for the bit computer. That's the eight. That's the NES game yeah. cartridge. Yeah, yeah, nice. I looks don't more have like the Atari eight hundred. It totally does. I don't have uh, my other cartridge here, but those. That's a very different design. Yeah, uh, compared to what Nintendo was doing. Yeah, but look at, look at that artwork. He only had one row of abs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He had uh, that was actually kind of decent art on the front of that. Yeah, but not bad. Whatever, you know. Like the worst thing is this. Here, hold on, I'll share this with you. D- I defy you to find worse artwork. Are you for... going to pull? Up, is it going to be? Is it going to be Mega Man or is it something else? No, this is just like the character screen. Oh yes, I love that one. That is that's the which one is that one? Is that the S? Is that the NES? Version? NES, and it's horrendous. Okay, so look at I it. Look give, at that girl's arm. What is happening? I I will give the NES version this. It is better than the Master System menu system. Okay. I yeah, it's it's at least more entertaining. I don't know why they're <laughs> fighting. They, I I thought this was be fighting the Red Dragon, but it looks more like uh, the the uh, the Lizard Man that Kirk has to beat on mm-hmm. uh, on that planet. What's that guy's name again? Uh, the the name. the uh, no. The 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 cracknar was his name. Cra- a single <laughs> word word name? like Chris or crack crack uh rat, g- g- girth. What is it? The the gorn says the gorn, good geez, job. It's the gorn, the, the dern gorn, gorn gorn. The girth. What was I saying? The girth. It was yeah. close. It was a G word. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, <laughs> to remind me, what did Treasure do in this game? Did it just give you money? Was that points? Yeah, Treasure was was just essentially <laughs> so that you could look at a score. So I mean, you, you, like I said, you could. You're basically making your own goals. It's like, I want to see who makes the most levels, or I want to see who can, uh, you know, who get the most points or collects the most potions. This dude's collecting so many potions oh, for an it. elf. He's into it. Uh, some of those potions will clear screen. I love those. Those are those are my favorite. Just clear the screen. It's like, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here, death. baby. That's the only way you can kill death, by the way. Yep is with a potion magic is the only thing that'll kill death. Did you know that? I know I didn't, but we also didn't mention yeah. this other, this new enemy in the uh, second game called it. If it, if it tags you, you are it and uh, you can give it away or let it all, let all the monsters des- uh, descend upon you. That was a nightmare. So you could give it to one of your buddies though. Didn't you just have to touch them? That's oh, so all you did. You're, you're literally playing tag. So you would, you would get week. it. Mm-hmm. The enemy would get you and you would have it. So you'd have the cooties, then you could mm-hmm. give it to a friend. All the monsters started chasing you when you were it, mm-hmm. uh, and you could give it to somebody, or you could run away and save your buddies if you wanted to. Yeah, but why would you? Yeah, why would you? I mean, that is I mean, like, so much more fun to go. I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, that was like, what do you call that? There's something King of the not King of the Hill. What's the game type as a kid you'd play out in the I, yard? I just call tag. This is what I we mean. I guess it is tag, it. or you're it, it, or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're it. Yeah. yeah. That was the whole idea. I don't know why this guy's just banging on that door. Did you see that? That's all he's doing. No, I, I missed it. Was he banging on the door? Well, so there's in this one you got, oh, yeah. So there's invisible. I don't know if he did something, but there's invisible <laughs> uh, walls here. Is <laughs> what well, it's odd. I don't know what he's doing. It's hilarious, I but I like it. Maybe he's maybe he's maybe he's having regret because he used that key elsewhere. 
He's like, I should have exited. I should have done it. I should have exited. I went out. Yeah, because the keys weren't door specific. They were just quantity. So if you had yeah. a key, it didn't matter what door you used the key for. You could go through it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he did. He locked himself. Oh, he's got a teleport here, though. Yeah. Uh, so we got teleports in this one. Um, and you can. OK, so. Where, oh, did he kill something and got a key? Maybe. I don't know what that Ooh, was. Maybe that was a key. It was so fast. I missed it. It was. But he fast. says, um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. You got the ricochet shots. That was new. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you got I magic no walls, good at it, but you—they had it. Yeah, they had it in there. They had magic walls that you could be that can be invisible uh, or turn into enemies, and Ooh. the dragon to beat uh, among some of the other additions. Walls. So the game had more stuff, you know, than one. Yeah, it's a proper sequel. Yeah, they tried to say. they tried to take it. They do what they always do with a sequel. It's like in the first one, you have to be realistic. You don't know how it's going to sell. You don't know how it's going to do, and then you get a hit on your hands. You're like. Oh, we got to get part two out immediately while it's still hot. Yeah. And you start pulling out all those ideas that didn't make it into the first one, probably for good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you put it into the sequel. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. Yeah, I think I think it added a because it didn't happen all the time. Right, it's rare. And so I, I, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a nice little. Well, it's a fun way to. Fun screw, I used to screw with my brother with it, and that that was worth yeah, it, you know? yeah. So I came at come here for a second. Oh, wizard has wizard has shit badly or whatever. Wizard wizard has it badly. <laughs> now I want to play for you the worst audio I've heard this this week. Okay, I played a little Give of this it to- too. It is so bad, but here it is. Uh, sort of, I guess. Enjoy it. Whoops! Why is that so quiet? Oh, that's the wrong one. Here it is. It's- This is the this game's heinous. All right, I just want to yeah. put that out there. This is Gauntlet, the third encounter for the Atari Lynx. It went nowhere else. This yeah, is the only place. Atari all- said uh, we just bought the Lynx. Uh, what we got over yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Like, hey, let's. And one guy did it. He made his. It's in, and it's kind of his own game. Yeah. It's not. This a, was not Ed Log. No. This was not our friend Log. No. No, this is some other guy who made a log, if you ask me. Um, I mean, whatever. It's 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 for what it is. It's I guess fine, but it's a lot more open. Um, it 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 gets rid of the very tight corridor design of the previous mazes, and instead, it's like open spaces. You still have right. to fight a lot of stuff, pick up keys, and and whatnot. But you see less of the screen overall. There was kind of a weird first person thing at the bottom. You see this in this video? It's so weird. Yeah, they went with they went with this. So they went with the Lynx's rarely used vertical mode. So you would flip it sideways and you would be more tall than wide. Yeah. And, uh, and it was I awkward like and the, weird. I kind of like how the I kind of like how the maze that little mini map, that's not a mini map on the left-hand side, lower left-hand side. It shows as you're approaching the the monster. It shows them in first person perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the treasure that's, monster that's, that's or keys. Of, they all they all look like yeah. they're coming up on them, almost like a little secondary. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's almost the opposite of what games would do eventually, which is the main view is a first person view, and the little view right. is a top down view. But they've got the right. flip here going on. Yeah, I like it. I, I that's uh, probably the one thing I do like. But this originally wasn't. Look at the anime. Look at look. He's not even moving his legs. He's just. There's like just no flung. animation on that. This wasn't really, uh, wasn't really um, originally Gauntlet. It was Time Quest and Treasure Chest, and they, they branded it and tried to shove it in. Yeah, shove it in. I mean, it's fun as a relic to see and stuff. I played a bit of it. It's yeah. it's rough. It's not great. 
It's not great. But it's, I you agree. Know, it was my, it was my least favorite of the it's canon. Stuff that I the one thing I do like about it is it lets you choose a ton of weird characters. You can be a rock oh, star yeah. and a an alien and a robot, which explains why this was a different game and they rebranded it because you know that stuff. I think doesn't the guy fit. on the screen is the punk rocker right now, yeah. which is hilarious. It's super and dumb. Super dumb. But I love it. I kind of love that it exists as well. Uh, then you shift forward and you end up with a game called Gauntlet 3, a proper sequeled game. This is 1991. And that sounded a bit like this. Yeah, man. Yeah. You hear that? We're on the Amiga, baby. We've got yeah. some real power. Yeah, this thing's rocking. It was also on Genesis, wasn't it? I think. Maybe. Uh, I think Gauntlet 4 was the one that oh, was on right. Genesis. Oh, you're right. 4 is on Genesis. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. So, Final Quest, the 1991 game. Uh, music's cool. It's real. It's real medley and stupid, you know, in a good way. Right. But boy, I didn't real. I didn't realize until this version of Gauntlet how you know heavy metal rock and roll Gauntlet really should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's okay. Like I like the. It's definitely a change in uh, tone. But this game looks like trash now it look at this is, thing i i kind of I oh i kind like of it don't like get me wrong i like it for its tenacity to be different but it's a <laughs> it's is, isometric with the worst sprite animations since the nes version of gauntlet top down and i is so metal and you get this fist of scroll whenever you pick up certain things yep. but it's still gauntlet you know as you're still running from a whole bunch of ghosty monsters killing uh, you know, you got to destroy these monster generators so they don't keep coming. And it's just it's, look at the ghost though. There's a like there's just like a stupid. It's a really badly designed, ugly game. That really doesn't so feel ugly. that much like regular Gauntlet. Like I don't know. This this is yeah. maybe ahead of its time and behind its time at the same time somehow. <laughs> it's like we talk about it lots of times. It's like the stoner dude who drew on his desk mm-hmm. said, "I'm going to make a game." Yep. And uh, it's it's kind of badass yeah that kid that that kid in detention sitting next to you he he carved this in his desk with a knife that's gonna let three and instead of dungeon crawling and lots of this you're you're overworlding isometric uh and you're fighting against stuff like there's there's less fantasy creatures uh there's like i think you fight alligators yeah and you still fight ghosts they're still the primary bad guy but there's like a different set of of monsters but it's worth playing i think it's it's kind of hilarious that's cool box art Right, uh, not nearly. It does have some of the best rocks. Oh, you had that that it, uh, the box art is by uh, the fantasy artist uh, uh, Peter Andrew Jones. Peter, yeah, and he's it great. Looks good. Yeah, they paid money for that shiz. Yeah, they played. Uh-huh. They they paid money for this this well orchestrated music. They really dived into the art. But I mean, we're still on the Amiga, and there's only so much the Amiga can do. Even though it was a badass machine for the time, yeah. it's you know it's still it still is what it is. I just feel like it was. a it was also signaling a time where this was about to the series itself was about to mature. And this was a weird, awkward midstep and no one remembers it. Nobody played it. Nobody had an Amiga in this country anyway, or a lot less people did. And, uh, I think that that probably hurt it uh, a little bit, but I do like the fist holding the paper with the little, with the knuckles. Is that not so hardcore rock and roll, baby? Pretty pretty badass. Yeah. Look at that. You could have gotten this. I didn't look at the eight bit computer home versions of these, but I'm assuming they were much worse. Oh yeah, they had to be right. That was the yeah they had to be. the Amiga killed everybody in that department. Yeah, Amiga was killing it. Yeah, 
Um, okay. Now, other than that, kind of not remarkable. It's it's fine no. for what it is. But then the Genesis generation got to have four. That doesn't sound like a Genesis 90s video game. I don't know what does, man. Listen to that. <laughs> uh, that was 93, Sega Genesis. It's a pretty good Gauntlet 1 port. Yes. Wouldn't you say? Which, I mean... Yeah, it's it's kind of... It's, it's, you think... You're, I was a little disappointed when I played this system this week because I never played Gauntlet 4 for the Sega Genesis, but I was like, oh, this is just Gauntlet 1. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's, you know, it's got up-res graphics and stuff and got a whole full soundtrack and, you know, it's near, it's, you know, we talk about arcade perfect. It's arcade fine. It's not arcade perfect because it's not one-to-one like the original. And there's some differences in the gameplay and there's different modes, but the arcade mode is pretty much what you would experience at the arcade with some different, you know, graphics and different music. Uh, and this was M2. I don't know if you remember these guys, do, but they've done a lot of a game so Sega M2 uh oh, yeah, is yeah. the first game. This oh really? I didn't game. know that. M2 yeah. did uh yeah. wasn't that the um so the guys in M2 Nate Daytona and everything? Or yeah, they else? did all the things. This is where they got their start in making this Gauntlet 4 from yeah, 1983. You Suzuki was he working on this? I that's a good question. I didn't dig that deep. I just knew that they said M2 at the time. So I'm assuming huh. that also included. So it's just weird because it, this should be called Gauntlet Remastered or something or Reborn. I, yeah, yeah, that's what got me too because I was like, I was always ready for a new experience, you know, new classes. Yeah, you know, I was I was ready for everything, and it's just Gauntlet. Instead, I got yeah, it's Gauntlet. It's, it, but you know what? If you're wanting a Gauntlet experience, it's a damn fine uh, Gauntlet. It's, it's the Gauntlet a, it's I prefer. A, yeah, it's of a good all, experience of all of the porty stuff that came after the original arcade. This is the one I'd prefer to play. So yeah, if I had a cart for this, I would totally plug it in and play it on my Sega Genesis. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, mm-hmm. prepare yourself for some years later, six years later. Well, about three years later. Wait, what? 93 to 98? <laughs> Wait, what? Five years later? I can't do the math. Five, five years, years later. Five years later. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Gauntlet Legends <laughs> hits the arcade. Uh, we're back, baby. It's, we're back. We're, we're finally back to where it began. It also ended up on N64, PSX, and, of course, the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. And it is a true sequel to 1 and 2. Uh, it yeah. also had a we pretend password. like those threes and uh, four didn't exist. Right? Oh yeah, we pretend, yeah. but we can't help yeah. but have them there. It sounded like this. Ooh, back to a voice. Ooh. Is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some gold. What else you got? Give, give me more. Some more, some more advice. It. They went all in on that. And if you look at this game, I mean, it's ugly as shit now, but this is that, this is yeah. that era where 3d was now like here, we're here now. Yeah. It's late nineties. Let's go. Do, if you do you play, a, did you play a PlayStation game during this era? Then hello, isometric PlayStation looking game. That's what you're looking at. Yeah, pretty much. You want some jiggly looking uh, textures, probably closer to N64 in terms of capability. In fact, I think yeah. it was the, the, the arcade board was something Nintendo related. It might have been. Yeah, Atari, the, I'm trying to think because uh, there was some there was some uh, 
Yeah, there was some trading at this point in time. I, I, Midway was had taken over the arcade uh, ver, uh, production right for yeah. Atari at this point in time, I think. Is that, if I remember Something correctly. Something like that, yeah. Like and I think maybe yeah. those silicon graphics boards were all over the place. So Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another game. Um, some of them use voodoo cards. Uh, remember that? NBA, or see, NFL Blitz had a... Had a uh, had an actual voodoo like PC card in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did, I did put it in the trivia. Gala was originally owned by Atari. However, Midway bought all of Atari's assets in the late nineties, uh. thus acquiring Gauntlet. Midway would produce two Gauntlet games, and then they would fold at this point. Warner Brothers acquired the rights to the Gauntlet franchise. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. And then they released that thing in 2014 that was, I, I, I played I it. Liked it. It's okay. It had. It had its moments. Uh, it, it has. Uh, it has a fond. I have a fondness for it because it was one of uh, the last games that me and Ralphie, remember Ralphie, oh. uh, who passed away. Yeah. Um. Uh, and we 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 played this a couple of times. We yeah. worked really hard to get this working, and it was it was a lot of fun because it maybe probably because of the memories. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly the truth. But I also had a, I had a cool idea with colors. And the character. So the character would produce a yeah. certain color and there was a combination. If you were killing a thing that matched that color, you would increase damage or something. They tried to be they tried to straddle a line and say, okay, this is an action top down, you know, three quarter view sort of isometric uh, dungeon crawler in the tradition right. of Gauntlet. But also it'll feel a little like Diablo for some people. Yeah. And it's it felt very. Diablo it's OK. You know, it's okay, but it did do something that I was thinking a lot about during 1998. I remember uh, there was a time when I would go to the arcade and home consoles had, you know, spoiled us on saves, especially progression. And Gauntlet Legends had a progression system in it, uh, and they allowed you to do something at uh, the arcade, which was uh, your name on that machine, along with a passcode uh, when you entered that name. Uh, could be re-entered the next time upon your play, and you can continue your progression. Oh man, that's that was unheard of in arcade, arcade machines. Yeah, nobody did. That. Yeah, yeah, that was that was very rare to, to to see in the arcades, and it was a really interesting idea. I was thinking more during that time. I was like, oh man, why don't they just give us like little cards that we can carry, uh, you know, to to do that kind of stuff and have our game saves because that's where that's what we were doing. The arcades were now uh, fighting with longer play progression type gameplay. Uh, from the home consoles, and they were trying to figure out how to do that in arcade. Yeah, it's an interesting way to handle it, I think. Yeah. The 24 uh, or 2014 game, as you can see, I'm showing a little video here. It is, you know, hordes of enemies, check. Yeah. Uh, Dude, what does a very specific skill set, check. Top down, check. Like, they got a lot of what made that game that, but I just feel like the genie's out of the bottle at this point. There's yeah. there's Diablo, there's Path of Exile, there's a million games that yeah. have taken the formula and moved it forward. And this it was kind of like, well, we have to straddle it. We have to be accessible and arcadey, but we also have to have some meaning to everything. Right. And I don't know if it ever I don't think it ever worked for him really. Just was I, I think I agree. I remember playing it some. I only played it with Ralph. That's the only time I ever played. I played it a couple of times just in preparation to play, but after that I was just like, hey, these we good. Yeah. But these are the main yeah. games. They were great. Up through 98, pretty solid stuff. 2001 got Gauntlet Dark Legacy, um, also an arcade uh, experience, mm-hmm. along with some other ports, I believe. That some one is people not... like uh, Dark Legacy. I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't a lot get a of people do like Dark Legacy. Sweet. It was very popular in my arcade. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, there were always people lined up to play that thing. And I think this one 
struck a chord with players for maybe they just were getting in the mood. Oh, uh, one yeah. would have been a good time to go. Oh yeah. The gauntlet. Remember that? Sure do. And then, yeah, that, at this point in time, what we're at, like almost 15 years later since the first gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About 15 years since the first, that's by the time we start feeling nostalgia. Yeah. It's about a 15 year cycle, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course later we got the deeper dungeons expansion in, uh, this was released in 87 for Gauntlet Legends. That's weird. Yeah, it was the one at the arcade. So, yes. Yeah, so, in... Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. So, that was the arcade... Is that right? 90, or is it 97? That might have been a typo. Oh, it might have been 97. Gauntlet Legends. That would have been 90... No, that would have been 99. Or the same year, 98. Because 98 is when Legends came out. So, I don't know. Right. But that's weird, know. isn't I it? I, I must have got something wrong there. Weird. Okay. Like a, a freaking gauntlet game with uh, with DLC. It's weird. Yeah. That is wild. Very weird. Anyway, um, it is fun kicking worms in Gauntlet uh, Dark Legacy. That's that really that. cool. I, I do like that idea of uh, of kick worm kicking. Yeah. So, a, that's something so... I mean, what else are you going to find in a dungeon? Yeah. A, a dragon? No, worms. You're going to be stepping on a lot of them. Yeah. Better and this than, is this is the year or, or right. Well, I guess Diablo came out in 2000. Diablo 2, I mean. Um, I think you're right. Yes. I think Diablo 2 was such a massive hit mm. that I that I think the gauntlet people are like, well, we should make, we, we're that, we do that. We should we, do that. We, we could do that. We, we did that once. We can make that. But I think that, again, genie out of the bottle. They had already yeah. pissed in your popcorn. You were done. So. Yeah, yeah, because they were they weren't really pushing anything much new. They were just saying, "Here's Gauntlet, but now in this newer format, check it out. Mm-hmm. It's prettier, but it's still the same formula." Yeah, and I'll get look. I'll give them this. You are an extremely important point in retro gaming. Yes, and no one can take that from you. You are Pac Man. You are Donkey Kong. You are. Um, the freaking uh, Gal- you know, Galaxian, like you are one of yes. those. I will give you that. You okay. got your, you got your, uh, your credit there. Yeah. Thank you for having my credit. All right. <laughs> uh, that'll do it there. We're going to dive into uh, this right here. Destroy it. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're trying to get a hold of that old stuff, uh, definitely check out archive.org and other emulators. You'll you'll have a good. Uh, good oh chance yeah, there. I played uh, some of these uh, at uh, like the DOS versions. Okay, so archive.org I go to so I can grab my uh, ROM sets yeah. usually for arcade stuff and some of the um, you know the, the console stuff. But if you really want to do some DOS gaming without actually downloading anything archive.org has it or myabandonware.org uh, I better check uh, anyway do a google search first on that and yep. myabandonware has a lot of where you can play it the DOS games in browser using DOSBox and I will give you one uh, word of warning though if you go to play uh, the first gauntlet in DOS um, you're going to have to do some video uh, manipulation because DOSBox wants to try to use it in yeah. VGA mode, and you need to be in EGA mode. That mm-hmm. includes uh, RetroArch as well. So yep. uh, just a little heads up if you're using the DOSBox to emulate that original gauntlet. DOSBox um, is a pain in the butt. Yeah. Well, it's you gotta, great. You it's, know it's, what just, you're doing. it's just highly configurable, that's all. Yeah, it, it, it has to do a lot of things. A lot of work. Um, all right. Let's uh, try to guess each other's games here. We're going to play Guess My Game, where we take an old clip of video game no, and try to stump each game. other. Guess my game. All right. Here's mine first. Here are your hints. This is a 1983 game, but it also was in the Genesis in the 90s. All right. 
And there's a new one this year. Those are your hints. Oh, there's a new one this year. Yeah. All right. Here you go. any bells no (laughs) (laughs) might be a little tricky um this wasn't even a game i was supposed to like but i really did back then i'll give you another hint it is a long-running series by the by the uh, publisher is it koei k-o-e-i koi anyway part of tecmo right okay uh that name is synonymous with the kind of game this is That may not give much away. Uh, yeah. Wow. I don't even recognize this. I mean, I'm kind of getting a uh, RPG vibe, of course. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's in the vein of that. that vein. Let's say, right? uh, let's say it's more historical, like though. Adventure. If, if that helps you, if it's more historical. It's more historical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're talking. And if you um, had to give it an exact, uh, like a modern genre, I'd call it. Strategy role playing game. Okay. Strategy role playing game. Okay. And there's a new one this year? Yeah, they're doing like a revival or a something. I haven't seen it yet, but there's something this year. It's already it's either already out or it was announced or something. I haven't been playing a lot of these lately, so I haven't been paying attention to the to the to the feeds on this. Um it 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 feels like uh do you remember this game called America? Do you remember that game? Yeah, where you had, had to help uh, get the res- the revolution over with and get the right yeah. people in charge and all that. That's what, this is what that's what this feels like. You're is in it, the vein. You're in the place. No, it's not America, but it's not. But you're in the vein of the gameplay for sure. I know which one hmm. you mean. You give up? I, I'm going to have to surrender on this one. I've got to I've got to pull up my uh, my 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 flag, white flag. All right, of, white know, flag. Give up. Here's surrender. your game. The game is called Nobugunaga. <laughs> <laughs> no Bugunaga's ambition, to be specific. Oh my God! There's no, no way I would have guessed. I don't even know how to even spell that. N-O- I don't even even seen this game. It's N O B U N A G A apostrophe S of ambition. And uh, here is the short of it. Oh, wait, wait! I think I do remember this. It says it's a series of turn-based strategy, grand strategy, role-playing simulation games. The original game was one of the first of its genre, being released in March of 1983 by the Japanese video game maker Koei. Uh, the game takes place during the uh, Sengoku period of feudal Japan. Players tasked with achieving the ultimate goal of Warlord Oda Nobu Warlord. and uh, conquest of, of bunches of Japan. Basically, it worked like this. It was like Risk, kind of. Right. Except not really, because you didn't put army. Well, it kind of is and kind of isn't, but you would roll essentially dice for character creation and it would tell you how what your what your king or your warlord was going to be like and then you decide what part of this uh place you're going to start in what part of feudal japan well i'm going to do this zone this prefecture or whatever so now i run that now if i'm going to fight i got to say well i'm going to fight these guys over here first and you can turn off auto battle you can have auto battles turned off so you don't have to watch them when the the players are playing each other but when you fight it's like chess basically or or, or more modern like um Oh, what's a good example? Uh, uh, Fire Emblem. You know what I mean? Like, ah, yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. It's that sort of thing. Um, I played quite a bit back then and thought it was rad. 
And uh, it says Nobagungas or whatever you say his name. Ambition. Nobunga. Oda no Nobunga. Nobunga. It says this uh, that that word ambition. Uh, colon ambition. colon rebirth comes out on. Let's see. Oh, it came out in July twenty first, twenty twenty two. I wonder how it did. Interesting. Let me just see real quick here. Uh, yeah, I remember the Switch, Windows, I, PlayStation. I never played 4. them. I've seen the cover art before. Yeah, I can't find any reviews. Maybe this is Japan only. It might have been. But that first that game I played in the Genesis was definitely over here. Uh, here we go. Ambition Rebirth. Is there a review? No, 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 no. Looks like no, it no, maybe no. hasn't come here yet. Oh, it's on oh, Steam. No, no, no. No. No, it is. No, you can no has. It's on Steam. <laughs> I tried the, to click on it and the link went nowhere. So I don't know what happened. Maybe it did. I don't know. English language not supported. Yeah, I think this was Japan only. That's the deal. Maybe that's maybe that's my problem. Maybe it's mine's trying to go like, no, you can't go there. You don't have that language. Get it's a cool game. Check it out. You can uh, emulate it, whatever. Brian, I'm going to play yours now. Uh, so you're saying it wasn't Choplifter. I got you. Okay. No Choplifter. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna play yours now. What do you got here? What are you gonna set? Me I'm, I'm I'm at the arcade in 1988 in the arcade. Uh, you, if you don't guess it by by the beginning, uh, you you probably will have it by the end. I went with a little light. I in the in the spirit of Christmas uh, coming up, I I went with a little easier one. Okay, I'm into this. Uh, let's yeah, give it, let's give it a try here. I'm gonna play it. Here we go. <laughs> What's he saying? Valkyrie needs food. <laughs> oh, this is the arcade version of Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured by the time you got to that, you'd have to have it. I figured you might not get it right away, but by the time you get there, you got it. Yeah, let's hear this part of the very end with him talking. Thank you for your cooperation. Ah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's a good one. I feel pretty good about guessing that. I wouldn't have got it without him saying that, though. There's no way. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I knew. I was like, I, I left it in there. Oddly enough, two weeks in a row... Both my audio clips were at the same point of the gameplay video. It was weird because at first I thought I messed up. And I'm like, wait, wait, what's going on? Uh, so two weeks in a row, it was like one minute and 25 seconds to two minutes and 25 seconds. I capture one minute of audio. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah. Weird. That's weird timing. Weird, weird uh, coincidence. What are you, why are you copying and pasting stuff everywhere? I'm not. I just uh, I cut out a thing for length. It was too oh. long. That email's too long. Links, okay. Yeah, you're all good. Uh, you know, real time production. That's what we do here. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. And then I pointed out and broke the bro- broke the mystery. Yeah, now the mystery's broken. Let's do this. <laughs> We're gonna read an email this or sorry, a text this week. Uh 801-471-0462 is the destination. You can call and uh leave voicemails there as, as well. I'm gonna start going through Ooh. those. But uh if you want to just do a but text. But you have to say it like Robocop if you do though. Yeah, you say excuse me, Bob. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Listening to play retro says this person with no name. They didn't leave their name. Yeah. Says listening to play retro. You mentioned Hideo Kojima. Yes, Hideo Kojima. Any plans on covering the Metal Gear series anytime soon? Well, I found out today that Metal Gear is thirty-five years old today. 
Yes, Today. yes, it is time to play a little retro Metal Gear. Yeah, baby, this old stuff like the NES game and uh, talk about that legacy because that's a hell of yeah. a thing. That's a series that nobody back then was going, this will be one of the longest running, most influential things of all no time. Way. Nobody said right. that. No way. Nobody. Yeah, no way. That's sheer force of Kojima will. Yeah, yeah, Kojima that. made that happen. I guarantee it. Certainly, <laughs> Konami sure fought him a lot of, along the way. Oh yeah, um, but Kojima yeah, that's had such a story. I, I can't wait to get. To, I I don't want. I we need an episode just completely about uh, some of these creators, and we're gonna do one of those eventually for him. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to to talking a little bit more about his his he, role in he this. He also doesn't age. He looks exactly. Yeah, he's the so, same. it's so wild. I don't understand his deal. It's got some weird juice flowing through. He's, a, he's anyway, a walking simulator is what he is. We're definitely going to be doing that. However, right. our next episode, Now I want to preface this just a little bit. Our next episode. <laughs> wait, might, wait. We're, we're going to preface it with wait, wait, comma, hear yeah. me out. Okay, hear me out. All right. Yeah. All the boys in the room. <laughs> Sometimes we all think that early arcade and home console and video games in general were for us, the boys. Yeah. Okay. Boys club. Boys Club, it's a it's a thing. It's a bit of a problem. Still kind of a problem today in some ways. All right. For whatever reason, some people get a little defensive about the ladies moving in on your gaming time. All right. Now, look, you're going to hear this and you're going to go, oh, my gosh, really? And I'm going to say, yeah, really, because everything else we talk about, dude stuff today, dude stuff. All right. Even that Valkyrie knows this is dude, dude stuff, and when she's there, yeah, yeah, she's like, bro. I mean, if you played the NES version of Gauntlet and had the overhead view of her when she turns one way and you get some cleavage shot, you're like, oh, yeah, this is for the boys. This. Yeah, this right here is for the yeah. boys. So what we are going to do <laughs> next week is talk about the early Barbie games. Yes, finally, right. Barbie's gonna get some love. She's I've gonna had a, get I've her had time. A hold Scott down. Yeah. I was I was unsure arm. at first. I was like, I don't know about this. And Brian convinced me. The reason he convinced me is because I had the same reaction a lot of people <laughs> that annoy me have, which is that's for girls. Okay, yeah. is it though? What's in those? Why were they so popular? There were tons of them. 84 on the C64, NES and DOS games. They had a game on the Game Boys, SNES, Genesis, DOS, stuff up to this day. They outsold yeah. Doom that game. Yeah. That's what got my. That's what piqued my interest. I knew it was the topic I wanted to discuss when I saw a recent article that said that the bar, the fashion designer, nineteen ninety six, uh, during the Christmas season, outsold Doom. Uh, it was the first com- commercially successful video game made for girls, and it started a movement. And I'm like, oh man, my sisters used to get so much Barbie stuff as kids during Christmas time, and I was like. It was just really on my mind, and it just it just really piqued my interest. And I'm like, I suddenly had this fear of missing out. I'm like, it outsold Doom. Mm-hmm. Did I miss out yeah. on some great gaming mechanics, or, or just, did, I, did I miss out? Yeah, we and might I, have. I, I just had to do it. We might have. So we're going to find out for ourselves. We're going to play a bunch of these. We're going to come to a table. And we're going to talk about them and do it in, a mo- in the most adult way possible. And yes. uh, I'm I, I'm actually kind of excited about it now. So she we're drives. Do it. She drives a Corvette. Damn straight. She does. Like in the first couple of ones, 1984. This is also something else that interests me, too, because my my retro brain started clicking when I started uh, thinking about these. I'm like, oh, Barbie, 1984, Commodore 64. Was this one of the first Mattel games no. or one of the first toy properties to make it to a video game yeah. successfully? Right. I like I don't know, but the I had the question. Yes. 
and I won't know the answer. Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna dig, we're gonna find out the answers, and this is all nice timing because that movie's about to come out. There's a trailer out for it now, uh, yeah. which you know looks awfully tongue in cheek, but also like it might be some fun. And of course, Barbie's been in these Pixar Toy Story movies that Brian hates, so we'll talk about that connection. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, I do want to talk about a Barbie game that outsold doom. That's interesting to me. So we're going to do it next week. Don't worry. Next year we'll get like micro machines or some boy thing right away. Hot. Yeah. Hot wheels. uh, All those old hot wheels games, man. I love those games. Those were great. And the micro machine games, I have a huge love for. So So we probably do like a combined episode of that or something, but yeah. Yeah. That was like, it was NES was the micro machines. The Mm -hmm. first one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think so. I'm excited about that. Uh, One time Scott Fletcher said this famous thing. Hold on. See if I can find it. Uh, nope. Yeah, Barbie rocks. Is that what he said? Nope. He says this. Ladies, we heard you. Oh, he said it before, but also <laughs> this guy did. That's not Fletcher. Ladies, we heard you. Ladies, we've heard you. Ladies, we've gonna... heard you. Barbie is coming to town. <laughs> hope you have a good Christmas because I hope you got some Barbies for Christmas. Yeah, maybe you did. Christmas. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm not here to judge. You get what you get. No. I get what I get. And I'm going to talk about Barbie games next week. So that'll be. Fun. That'll be our final episode of 2022, by the way. Yeah, so you're 49, hear that. episode 49. Indeed. Uh, that is going to do it for today's tomfoolery. However, I would like to remind you that Play Retro doesn't exist without your help on our Patreon at patreon.com slash playretro. You'll never get an ad. You get pre-show content every week, including today. We had a great discussion before the show. And uh, other great benefits that can be yours if you only go to patreon.com slash play retro today and show your love for your favorite retro gaming podcast. Send us your emails, play retro show at gmail.com play retro show on Twitter. And of course, all the details are at frogpants.com slash play retro. That'll do it for us. Hey, Brian, is there anything else you'd like to say about this uh, world we're in or what we're doing here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, maybe not much this weekend, but next Monday, I am going to be at home, off from work, and I'm going to be playing the crap out of some Barbies. So, (laughs) twitch.tv, Dunaway, check it out. What did you do on your Christmas vacation? I played Barbie all day. I played the crap out of some Barbie. I want to find out if dudes made the Barbie games and if they were in tune with the ladies or if Mm -hmm. it was a, a combined event. Did Mattel step in and make a any kind of bullshit moves. I want to know. I want to know too. I want to know too. All right. We'll talk all about that next week. That's it, everybody. Go have a great Christmas. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Some things are just better to do with other people. Jeez. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.